Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. Just finished spring break and just getting back to getting the kids all back into school and finishing off the school year. So um, with the hustle and bustle of that, I'm glad to be back with you this week on the podcast. And I had the opportunity to be able to interview one of my newest coworkers, Alexis. She is both a nurse practitioner and a flight nurse now. And I really wanted to bring her on because she has this no excuses attitude. And I love that about her. Um, She's such a really good fit for the team. I get asked by my clients and some future clients inquiring about um, coaching and mentoring services and a lot of them are at crossroads of do I go nurse practitioner, do I go flight nurse or do I go nursing or do I go PA and just you know realizing that there's this opportunity to not have the or in between that we can have the and and I just think Alexis is just such a great example of not having, not letting obstacles, not letting excuses really stop her from going for what she really wants. And she's just a great example of having the and in her life, of being able to be a nurse practitioner and be a flight nurse, be a mom and have a career. And um, I just love that about her. And I hope you enjoy this interview. I think there's a lot of great information that you're going to get from it. Hey, Alexis. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking time to be on. Thanks for having me. And I know you're tired because you just got off shift and (laughs) you didn't get good night rest because we never do when we're working. So I appreciate you being on even more. Well, thanks. I'm really excited to talk (laughs) talk to you. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and kind of your nursing career and everything leading up to this point. Yeah, so I got my biology degree from Fresno State, thinking that I wanted to do medical school, Um, became pregnant, and once I had my son, realized that I did not want to do what was required to go get through medical school and residency and miss out on a lot of my child's young life. Um, I was a bartender at the time and found myself divorced at 26 with a two-year-old. Uh, And then one of my friends said, well, you can't be a bartender your whole life. What are you going to do? All my friends were nurses. I swore I would never be a nurse, but I looked at the schedule and thought three days a week, good money can take care of myself, my child. So I went through um, Cal State Stanislaus accelerated second bachelor's nursing program, Mm -hmm. moved home after 10 years of living on my own. and went through and did my bachelor's of nursing in 18 months with a two-year-old. So it was intense. Um, I think I really lucked out. I did it for convenience and money and fell in love with nursing. Thought I wanted to be an ICU nurse, got placed in the ER for my senior precepting, and that was home. (laughs) It was awesome. I had some some of the kind of type A personality for ICU, but loved the adrenaline of the ER. So I did that for six, six, seven years, um, went back and got my master's in as a nurse practitioner, got remarried as I was going through my master's. Um, we were also going through IVF treatments. So it's kind of been a whirlwind of a career. I always wanted to be a flight nurse. They would come in and pick up our super terrible patients and they were just 
amazing. Had it all together, always super calm. And it was, I just, I always wanted to be that. So then my, one of my best friends, Paige, took a leap of faith and applied to Skylife three years ago. And she had been talking to me. And um, even though I did my FNP, I was like, well, it's now or never and applied to Skylife. Um, her and Shayla helped me kind of prep for testing and interviews and just, you know, run through scenarios and I got the job. And so now I'm actually a nurse practitioner one to two days a week and fly full time. I love that. I love like so many pieces of that story because like, I think about even Paige. So I was in Paige's interview. (laughs) That's awesome. It was just me and the manager at the time. And I just remember her interview because she had only done ER and she worked at like a smaller hospital. Yes. We worked together there. You guys did? (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. So that's how you guys met. Yes. And he turned to me and he's like, um, well, what do you think? Cause she hasn't had like a big hospital experience. And I'm like, no, like I, I want this girl. Like I see the determination. I see the dedication. And like, I get asked a lot, like, what do you need to do to have stack your resume and have everything look good to get into flight, flight nursing. But it's like really about what qualities you have to bring to the table. Yeah. And that was, that was also kind of an insecurity was, you know, we both worked at a very rural, small hospital with no trauma, you know, people available, no trauma doctors, all of our ER doctors were family medicine doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one board certified ER doctor and he got burned out and left. Um, so I, I tell people, you know, at first I felt insecure because I don't have the trauma experience at like CRMC, mm-hmm. but we still had traumas. We still stabilized people until flight could get there and get them to where they needed to be. And I feel like it almost served us better learning how to critically think without all of those resources. Yeah. And it kind of helped build. I still have a little bit of like an imposter syndrome, like, Ooh, do I really belong in flight? but things will happen. And I work it through in my mind and I'm like, oh yeah, I know this. I'm right. Like, it's okay. It's okay that we don't have the big names behind us because we know how to think. And and when we don't know something, we know where to find the answers and we know how to ask for help. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that I see, you know, with when people ask me like, should I be at a big level one trauma center? Should I be, it's okay that you're at a rural hospital. That's only a five bit ER because you have to be so resourceful. Yeah. Like you don't have the backup. Sometimes you don't have the physicians, you don't have the equipment. So you have to be able to, like you said, critically think and get done what you need for your patient and be resourceful in getting those things that you need. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really, uh, it's interesting to see kind of just the progress, you know, of nursing and what you can do and the diversity that you can go. Um, You're never stuck in one area. And as long as you're willing to kind of step out of your comfort zone and jump in with both feet, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And what I, you know, one reason why I really wanted to bring you on today too, is um, one, I feel like you're a no excuses person, which I love that (laughs) because I, I'm like kind of a little bit like that too. Like I went to nursing school. I had three babies. It was like, you know, I had to do it because I had to provide for my family. Like there was no other 
choice for me. Like I knew I wanted to do that. So, um, you know, I get asked a lot and I get approached by a lot of people where they're kind of at this crossroads in their career. And they're like, do I go to NP school or do I become a flight nurse? And I tell them it doesn't have to be, or right. You can can have both. So can you talk about your experience of, you know, what made you decide to go and be a nurse practitioner and then now really doing both and having a family and integrating all of those aspects into your life? Yeah, um, I was burning out pretty hard in the ER by year six and a half, seven, just because we were so understaffed. Um, You know, a typical day would be me as a charge nurse, short nurses, the only MICN on with nine patients of my own sitting in hallway chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point I was like, I don't know how sustainable this is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to hurt anybody. So I'm going to go back and get my master's, be a nurse practitioner. I always, again, I wanted to be a doctor. So being a provider was kind of up my alley. Yeah. Um, went through NP school and then it wasn't quite what I had expected. <laughs> so, um, I currently do pain interventional pain management. I don't write prescriptions for opiates. I help wean people off of them. We do a lot of joint injections, people who have had fractures or um, fusions of their spine that are still in pain. We do neuromodulation. So I do that one to two days a week. Um, Pain is notoriously talked down upon kind of like the ER. I guess I just have drawn to these. Uh, I do intrathecal pump refills. I've taken over all, all of our pumps where they have lead, like um, catheters placed in their epidural space and we fill the pumps that are embedded in their abdomen with things like baclofen for kids with cerebral palsy, um, pain medication mixtures where it really freeze up where some people might be on 300 oxycodones, you know, a month, we can get them on less than a milligram of morphine in a 24 hour period. Mm. So it's not a lot of people like to do it. I love my pump patients. They're probably the only reason I'm still in pain management. Uh, they're very sweet. And I used to think of them as addicts and problems. Oh, you have a pain pump. Ew. And they really are some of my most favorite people. Um, a lot of them are post-cancer pain. Um, post-surgical pain, things that we don't think about, chronic pain from horrific trauma accidents. Um, It is wearing, you do get belittled by some of the other patients who want just medications. And then flying fills my soul. It like learning more, I get super scared, but I just, I read our, you know, patient care guidelines before I go on flights and I talk it through with whoever I'm with that day but I like to learn. I'm always trying to take extra classes, um, learn more. There's always something. If you think you know everything, that's scary. So I'm constantly trying to read books and new, new things. Um, that fills my intellect soul. <laughs> Whereas pain management is just kind of like my helping hand, but I felt like I was losing brain cells. So I needed to get back into critical thinking. Um, it is hard. I, my husband and I were just talking about it. I don't know if it's sustainable working 64 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I do lose out on a lot of family time or I'm tired. You know, I've put on 10 pounds since I started flight because I, my, I'm so tired. I'm making poor food choices. So that's something that we're, we're working on balance. Um, but you can do both and you find 
you know, you'll find what fills you more. I, I am debating and it's in the talks of leaving my nurse practitioner job and just doing flight. Um, because at this point in my life, that's what fills me and that's what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But I will always have my nurse practitioner to fall on if say my back starts to hurt or I just, you know, I get older and I can't climb in and out of aircrafts. Like I will always have my nurse practitioner to fall back on. And that's something that I'm, I am thankful for that I did, you know, while I was in my mid thirties and got it done. Yeah. And what's great about nursing, and I've always said this, is that there's the flexibility of being yes. able to go in and out of things mm-hmm. that you find what's really important to you. And then, okay, well, maybe I'm not so interested in this anymore. Let's kind of go in another area and work in a different arena. Yeah. And that's what makes it so nice. But that is also what I love about flight nursing is that every day is so different. You're, the patients you see are so different. And so I like the variety of that. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to go back to talking about what kind of got you over the hump. And I know that you talked about two other people that really prepped you and helped you get into the interview process and through the beginning orientation of it. But what was it like mentally or the thought work that you had to do to get over the hump of feeling like you're ready? I never felt ready. (laughs) If we're being honest, like I was terrified and texting Paige, like, minutes before because, because we're in COVID, you know, like the, the testing, I don't know how it was before, but you know, it's like proctored in your home and the different proctors would, they want your windows covered, your doors covered. Nobody can be like walking by. It has to be silent. They look under your table and chairs. I'm a terrible test taker. It took me two times to pass the NCLEX. Since then I've learned how to test. (laughs) since then I've learned kind of my weaknesses in testing. I was able to pass the CEN my first try, my NP, I passed the first try. Um, but it really kind of took some mental refocusing. Um, so I, I never really quite felt ready. I just figured I had nothing to lose. If I never tried, the answer was always going to be no. Yeah. So I, you know, page for page, I (laughs) texted her and called her and, went through, um, you have to test before you can even like have an interview. So I, I passed the test and then had, um, my interview with the area manager and did decent on the, you know, scenario questions and they pushed me through and offered the job. And even when they called to offer me the job, I was like, in a part of my mind, I was like, is this real? Like, did I really make it through? (laughs) Yeah. Again, yeah. I, I held it on a pedestal, you know, flight nursing yeah. is on a pedestal for me. Yeah. So it kind of felt like a dream. Um, and then even walking into base for my first shift, I was like, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and I think like, you know, people have this idea and I don't know. I mean, I guess this is just me. I'm speaking for myself, but that there's, it's going to be glamorous. Like it's better there than it is where you are. And you it's know? not. It's not, you're gonna have 50, 50 of things that you really liked about what you were doing before things you didn't like. And then now in flight nursing 50, 50 still like it's no better here than it was there. Yeah, I I agree with that. You know, I definitely had it idolized and I don't hold many things on a pedestal. So this was one of the few things. Um, And definitely I kind of laugh with Paige and I'm like, you know, there, there are some things where I see and I'm like, oh, oh, this is everywhere. You know, there are certain things that you have to deal with and and more so, you know, personalities and tight quarters being yeah. flexible, you know, 
being um, a team player is a huge thing. Learning to walk away, you know, and not not, keep your mouth shut sometimes. That's a big thing. It is. And it's not as glamorous, I think, as people sometimes see it as like we work long hours yeah we only work two days a week because they're 24 hour shifts but they're long shifts yeah. and like you yes. mentioned like even if we're not running calls during the night we still are living with nine people and so it's in and out it's disrupted sleep we have other crews that are maybe going um to and from calls too so it, yeah. it is and learning to live with people yes. you know um is hard too so it's not exactly glamorous i think as everybody portrays it to be but it is right. so fulfilling. And for me, it has been so fulfilling to just really, you know, I felt the same way, like that I wasn't ready and to just move forward and do it. It's like, yeah. you have to think to yourself, either way, you're going to be thinking about doing it. You're either going to be right. wishing that you did it or just, why don't you just do it while you're wishing you're, you that you did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things is, uh, you know, the time passes anyways. And I wish I would have really kind of hung to that when I was younger and thought, oh, I'm not smart enough to do medical school. Oh, you know, it's going to take so much time. And, and so now I've kind of, as I'm getting older, I'm like, you know what, the time passes anyways, you might as well do what you want to do and go for it. And think about how much we have to bring to the table because of the experiences that we've had. Like for you, I'm sure you feel like that because of the experiences that you had. And we talked about a little bit of them. Um, now getting into flight, like the wisdom that you have to bring on top of the skills that you have to bring is so much than, you know, if you would have done it earlier. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, I am glad that I did not just rush right into it. Um, it's a lot of autonomy and decision-making, which is still terrifying to me, mm-hmm. you know, almost 10 years down the road of being a nurse, it's still very intimidating. Um, but you learn and you learn from your coworkers. And I'm glad that I have the experience behind me and I can't imagine it doing it any sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, I love that a part of too is the autonomy, but always remembering like we're never alone. And you mentioned that we always have a team. We always have someone we can bounce it off of. And even if it's not our team, we have other resources and people that we can ask Um, so it's never like you solely making the decision by yourself. And I had never worked as a team before, like such a close knit team, you know, working in the Mm -hmm. ICU, you have your team, but just having a partnership and then, you know, a pilot is so different. Yeah. Everything that you do depends on them and they depend on you. Yeah. And so I feel like I've learned a lot you know, just from that little dynamic itself. And I still have self-doubt. Like people think you get to this point and you never doubt yourself anymore, but you, it's almost like you doubt yourself even more. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Cause then every, every decision is, well, did I make the right one? Did I make it quick enough? Did I do the right thing? Yeah. So, yeah. And then it's like learning to live with that too. Post calls, you know? Yeah. Um, did, did, do you feel like at the end of the day, you made all the right decisions that, that you could have for the patient, especially if sometimes it doesn't go well. Right. Right. And learning from those and not, I think the biggest thing is, um, not letting, you know, maybe areas where you could improve hinder you from future care, you know, don't hold on to that and beat yourself up, which is something I'm good at (laughs) holding on to things, but learning from it and learning to improve from it rather than thinking, oh, well, I'm not good enough for it. You know? 
Yeah. And what would you say to a lot of people? I, I think there's a lot of people now who are at in crossroads of, do I go this way? Do I go that way? And they let their circumstances of what's going on. Like, you know, you said, you mentioned being single, newly single with a two-year-old um, and really going through IVF at the time of going to MP school. Like, I think a lot of people let circumstances hinder them being able to be successful. So what are kind of some things that are thoughts that got you through at those moments to really push forward and do what you needed to do to go through what you wanted to accomplish? Um, I've just, I've been very self-driven and I would, I think it just, I put it into the back of my mind. I'm just like, I do it. I don't, I don't really think about it. I don't think, oh my gosh, I'm going through IVF and my master's. Oh, I'm doing this with a small child. Like mm-hmm. I make up my mind that that's what I want to do. And I, you just do it. I don't, you know, you don't think, oh, what am I missing out on? Oh, what am I, you know, I could be going out with friends or I could be going to the beach. Like you get through what you need to get through. And at the end of it, you're done. And then you know, you live like no one now, so you can live like no one later. Like you're do all the work now, get through it. Don't let things hinder and stop you because it's temporary. It's not like you're going to be in school. It's not like you're going to be in training. It's not like you're going to be, you know, super uncomfortable in whatever new situation you're in forever. It's very temporary. And on the other side, you're so much better off. And that's just what I focus on is like, this is temporary. Mm-hmm. And when at the end, I'm going to be where I want to be. And that's my goal. And I'll do whatever it takes to get there. <laughs> yeah. And I think you learn from yourself. Like once you go through it and you do it, like, I know I felt like that in nursing school, like having three babies, I was like, okay, I did this. Yeah. Like now I can I'm, do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you still have that mind drama of like, am I good enough? I still feel imposter syndrome and everything. Yeah. I do. Especially now having three teenagers, I feel <laughs> imposter syndrome. <laughs> am I mature enough and old enough to like make the right decisions for these people that I'm less mature? Yeah, right. Know? Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But you know, we just, we do the best we can and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a piece of advice that you would give anyone that's kind of helped you or propelled you in your nursing career so far? Um, that's kind of got you through some of those tough moments that you had when you thought, can I do this? You know, can I get through this? Look at why you started, you know, what, what put you there in the first place? What made you want to do it in the first place? Hold on to that you know, whether it's traveling, I knew that I never wanted to be financially reliant on anybody. I wanted to be super independent. I'm remarried. I still own my own house that I rent out. Like I don't want to be reliant on anyone. Um, I wanted to travel the world. I've done Ireland twice, Greece, Sweden. You know, I, I took my husband to Sweden to see Metallica, like hold on to why you started in the first place. And even on the tough days, have a good cry. There were, I'm sure a lot of times that I got into the shower and just kind of cried and then sucked it up and kept going. Because when you look back, you're not going to remember the tough times. You're going to remember the good times. Yeah. And think about also like we're all in healthcare for a reason. Like we all ultimately enjoy helping people and it goes above, you know, our needs and what we want. So I think also remembering that, like, I think, especially on those hard shifts and long days where, you know, where I'm sure you felt like in the ER where you're short staffed and, 
you feel that burnout, but remembering like how many people, even though they may be complaining about us that we're really impacting. Oh, healthy. big time. Yeah. Big time. This is just kind of a digression, but you know, my husband, he is an ER doctor and we actually work together at the rural hospital. He was the only board certified ER doctor <laughs> that Paige and I worked with. Yeah. And, um, you know, this was a very kind of poverty stricken area. And I remember one day we ran to Costco real quick and his worst fear came true. And a patient yells out, doctor, doctor, <laughs> he turns around and this gentleman walks up to him and basically my husband had given him um, a medication to help him stop drinking. And typically mm -hmm. we don't prescribe it as outpatient because you get violently ill if you take the medication and then you drink. Mm -hmm. And he had now been sober for six months because my husband kind of stepped out on a limb and gave him this medication with very strict instructions. He used to be a repeat customer of ours in the ER for alcoholism. Mm -hmm. And that when we got in the car, he was kind of unnerved that somebody recognized him in public. But on the other hand, he was like, look at him now. And we all have that, you know, we may not get the follow-up that we want, or um, that is the hard part of emergency medicine, mm -hmm. but knowing that you help someone, even, even in the slightest ways it can make, we make life altering improvements for people. Yeah. And I've like taken on this new thought too. Now where I am in my career that helping other people or just getting myself through hard times. Like when I think, man, this is really tough. Yeah. Like, I think how many people, if I can get through this, how many people I'm going to be able to really impact in the end, like it's really yeah. getting over myself so that I can help other people and really thinking about them when those hard times come, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And I think we all kind of do that in healthcare already because we wouldn't be doing it if that wasn't important to us. Oh yeah. Even on the worst days, you know, even on the worst days, worst patients, you know, uh, situations we don't want to happen. Like a, I remember a two month old, you know, being brought in as a code and not making it, but standing there and holding the family, you know, letting them hold you and cry on your shoulder. Like you aren't doing anything really, but you're doing a lot. Yeah. So I think that those situations too, even as crappy and as undesirable as they are to go through, um, we're still helping. Yeah. So last question for you. Um, any piece of advice that you would give anyone who is wanting and considering flight nursing and who maybe feels like imposter syndrome or maybe feels like it's not enough? And then another piece of advice that you give someone who wants to be a nurse practitioner, but feels kind of held back by the circumstances that they're in too. Yeah. Um, so I think for flight nursing, I would say, you know, go back to the basics, go back to the basics of your knowledge, you know, you know, you have the intelligence and the knowledge there. If you are going through the testing or the interview, it's not a race. Take a deep breath, slow down. You'll get through it. And you know what? If you don't get through it the first time, apply again, do it again. There's no shame. Some people are really good test takers, but their ability to translate that into practice is not the best. There are people who are terrible test takers, but their clinical practice is fantastic. Don't let that discourage you. Um, keep pushing through. And if that is something that you think might drive, you know, fill you, do it. If you get there and you're like, oh, this isn't for me, at least you tried. It's better to regret something you have done than something you haven't done, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So, but don't, don't let failure stop you. It is, it's a gift to fail, to mm-hmm. push you and see, you know, where you can improve and try again. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And then um, nurse practitioner, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to go back to school, especially when we're used to working and having a three-day schedule or two-day schedule. Um, if you think that you want to be a provider, go shadow some, see if you can, I, I have people ask me all the time, can I come shadow you? And I'll take anybody. Um, again, I'm in a specialty. I'm not primary care, but go shadow an area that you're interested in. A lot of doctor offices will let you and see if that really is something that you're willing to commit the time to. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of studying. It's a lot of writing and work. And, yeah. um, but again, don't let that stop you. If you think that's something you want, go for it. It's yep. never a mistake to further your education. There is yeah. no bad that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being on. I think you have a lot of good nuggets to share with people, especially people who are kind of struggling with a lot of their mind drama. Um, so I appreciate <laughs> like what you have to bring to the table. And I really think that you were a, such a good fit for the team. And I'm so glad that Paige and Kayla encouraged you to imply. I just feel like you have so much to bring, like you're so caring, you're such a good team player. And I just think that it's just been great having you a part of the team, because I really think qualities matter so much more than, you know, qualifications that people have to be a part of the flight crew. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for training me. (laughs) (laughs) You're so welcome. It was so fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. We'll talk to you soon, Alexis. All right. Bye. Bye. If you need help getting over your own mind drama and the obstacles that you're facing right now, book a consult with me and we can talk about how we can tailor a coaching and mentoring program that's going to help you get over some of these obstacles you're facing and really get you to your goals. And we will talk with you guys next week. Bye.